Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to be back. So happy to be back chit-chatting with my girls. Okay, my name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and we have a great episode for you today. I have a lot to fill you guys in on about my little trip that I took and a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that I'm so excited to get to. So first of all, I just want to say sorry about there not being an epi last week. We had a little bit of a we had a little bit of a technical difficulty and I was still in Italy. So I just said, you know what, we'll pick up next week uh, where we left off. So um, I got a bunch of messages from you guys worried. In fact, a few of you said we're going to storm Italy if you don't post something on the Internet because we're worried about checks. We don't know if you got home. okay. so I appreciate you guys (laughs) for that. I um, I was so freaking sick, so freaking sick. When I got home, it kind of like hit me on the plane. I fell asleep on the plane on my way back and I woke up drenched in sweat. And I was like, oh shit, am I sick or is it just hot on this plane? Like, I don't know. And girl, when I tell you I had a fever over a hundred for, uh, for two days, 101.5. You're kidding me. I thought I was going to die. I haven't had a fever like that in so long. I really don't get sick. I've never had COVID, nothing. And this wasn't COVID either. I tested for it twice, actually. Um, like those those tests you can do at home. And so I haven't been this sick in a really long time. And I was like, girl, how embarrassing is it having a fever? I, I spoke about this on Instagram, but like shivering, shivering uncontrollably and like convulsing and like the noises that you make when you have a fever is humiliating. I was like, just take me now because I'm embarrassed. Meanwhile, my two little kitty cats sitting on the corner of my bed, staring at me like I'm the crazy one. I'm like, guys, I can't help it. Okay. I'm just a little sick, but they were actually so cute. First of all, the only reason I came back from Italy is because I miss these guys so much. Every single day. I was like, I miss my cats. I miss my damn cats. Um, they were pretty good. Somebody was here watching them. And then, um, you know, during the weekends, I was like, oh, you, you know, like go back to your life. I don't want to make her just like her whole entire life for like a month being taking care of my cats. So on the weekends, my parents came and Stanley bit my mom. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, buddy. And, 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 and grandma texted me when I was in Italy and she was like, <laughs> my mom's so funny because, uh, this was like the second weekend in a row that they had come here. And she calls me when I'm in Italy. No, she texts me when I'm in Italy and she's like, Hey, um, Stanley bit me. I, she said, do you wonder what she said? She goes, I think he has dementia. I said, what mom? He's two years old and he's cat. She said, well, I think he doesn't remember me and he got scared. So he bit me. I I was like, I got to go. You know, not her diagnosing him with that. She's like, I don't know. He's looking at me like he doesn't remember me. But um, they were so sweet when I got home. They were so excited to see me. And I was sick for a couple of days. Girl, when I tell you they were right by my side the whole time, I, I think they knew I was sick because I was like stuck in bed, not moving out of bed. Like they were just right on top of me the entire time. No meowing no going crazy. Stanley didn't get the zoomies. Not once. I was like, oh, so anywho, I want to tell you guys all about my trip. It was amazing. I'm so glad I took it. I'm so glad, um, that I split it up to where I was by myself for two weeks. And then I, I had friends, um, come and and I met up with them. Um, the two weeks that I had, the first one was in this part of Italy that my, my family's from. Uh, I don't have family members there that I know of still, but I was just like, I just want to go and check it out. It was very, very chill, Um, mostly locals. And it seemed to be like a a weekend vacation spot for people who live in Europe. So it was like a lot of Italians that were just like there for the weekend or like French people and stuff like that. I only met two Americans the entire time I was there. Um which was kind of crazy, kind of interesting to see, but it was just absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it, it's so crazy because like this particular place, the first place that I went, the beach was like to get to the beach, you had to go um, down like a, over a hundred steps 
and to get, you know, and then back up a hundred steps. Um, because that's just the way it was built. I don't know if it was like a fortress because there was like a castle there. I don't know exactly what it was, but you had to go up and down these steps to get to and from the beach. And when I tell you, there were people at the beach every day going up and down those steps that were in their late eighties, normal, like totally fine, just fucking old people at the beach going up and down these steps, completely healthy. They're with their friends. They're there with their families. And I was just so like baffled by that because it was like hard for me to even do that. But I think it's just like people over there. Sorry, I still have a cough. (laughs) God, that was nasty. Hold on. I got to take a sip. (coughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. This is just like, guys, I'm fine. This is just like, you know, when you're done being sick and you just cough for like fucking two months. Jesus. (coughs) Sorry, guys. But anywho, what I was going to say is I think that their quality of life is so much better um, because they're simple. They live longer because they're simple. They have no stress. When I was there, no anxiety, no stress, no worries. My skin was clear. Like it was just like everything. You just chill. You just relax. They don't have they don't worry about things. They just have the simple, the simple things in life, which they care about. And that's something that I took with me. And that's something that I learned the most throughout this trip was like, just fucking chill, just chill and relax. And I I mean, I was shocked by it, especially coming from like New York city, even when, um, I had gone to the other place, uh, and my friend met up with me in Chefalu, we were sitting on our balcony one night and I go, girl, look outside at all these people look down at the street at all these people nobody is rushing everybody's just walking at a normal pace nobody's like running to get somewhere or speed walking nobody has their headphones in it was just like this is the way it should be I think we're just like trained as humans to just be on the go 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 and it shouldn't be that way but anywho um (laughs) it was really beautiful Uh, the beaches were gorgeous. It was just like such a nice trip. And it always shocks me whenever I, whenever I go like to Europe, it always shocks me, um, how much cheaper everything is. Like the food is cheap. The hotels are cheap. You go shopping and that's cheap. And you're just like, how the hell is this even possible? But it's because like these other countries have it figured out where it's not like in the U S where almost a hundred percent of what you make, if you have just like a like a great job or just a normal job or whatever, it all goes to your living expenses. It's not like that there. They live within their means and they, and everything costs according to what they get paid. So your, you know, your mortgage on your house isn't going to be 90% of what you make in a month. It's just unreal, you know? And I was going out and I was eating and I was not cutting corners, girl. I was ordering about five or six starting things and then a bottle of wine. They said, a whole bottle of wine just for you? I said, hey, do you see me with keys in my hand? You see me behind the wheel of a, of a vehicle? Because you know what I'm not doing. By the way, that joke never landed. I tried it so many times in Italy. There was one guy that got it. I said, hey, I'm not driving. And he was like, you are not driving tonight. I was like, okay. He kind of got I, that guy was cool. That guy was cool. I also did a, a bit when I was coming through customs. If you guys want to borrow this, you're, you're more than welcome. So I came back into the U.S. It's my turn to go. Of course, I get the little cutie patootie uh, customs agent behind his little plexiglass, you know, theme. So he calls me up and he says, you know, the usual the usual questions. He's like, do you have any tobacco, alcohol? food or $10,000 cash that you brought back into the country with you. And I go like this. I go, I wish (laughs) girl, we were hooting and hollering over there. I go, I wish I said, you think I would be standing here talking to you if I had all that stuff? I would be, I would be partying. And then he just said, you're free to go. You know, he didn't even ask me any more questions after that. Cause we were just laughing. Well, I, you know, like I was laughing probably a little bit harder than he was. So I just thought that was the funniest thing I ever said. 
But anywho, he liked it. And maybe he liked me. I don't know. I like him. So you guys can use that one. Okay, guys, just a quick word from our besties. This week's Secret Keepers Club is sponsored by BetterHelp. If anxiety has you paralyzed, it is really hard to live the life that you want. Therapy can help you break down your anxiety so you can live more fully. BetterHelp's online therapy is an amazing tool. Take a quick test and get matched with a licensed therapist and you will be on your way. You could talk to your therapist on video chat, by phone, or even just by message. However and wherever you want to do therapy is totally up to you. I am such an advocate for taking care of our mental health. I feel like it is the number one thing that first of all is it it has this like stigma against it, which is so ridiculous, but it's the number one thing that if we fix it, it can change our entire life. And I'm just such an advocate for it. So I love better help. I love the convenience of it. I love everything. If you don't gel with your first therapist, you can easily switch at any time for no additional charge. No questions asked, get a break from your thoughts with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash secret keepers and get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H E L P.com slash secret keepers, better slash secret keepers. We also have the tried and true tested by me. And you know, I wouldn't lie to my girls. Okay. You, you already know we're talking about Nutrafol. Hair thinning can not only take away our luscious locks, but also our confidence. Millions of Americans will experience hair thinning. It's not only common, it is normal. Nutrafol is here to help with multiple clinically tested supplements formulated to support hair growth in both men and women. It is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement out there. I've been using this stuff for, it seems like years now. It's gotta be at least over a year. And my hair is growing like a weed always. I always get questions on how my hair is so long and so healthy. And it's, it's partly, you know, girl, I, I gotta give credit where credit's due. It's neutral. In a cl- clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking neutral women's hair growth supplement for just six months by targeting the root causes of hair thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and lifestyle and metabolism. Neutrafol is an effective way to get back that confidence. Take the first step for visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Neutrafol is offering the girlies ten per- uh, $10 off. That's $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping. When you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code secret, find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code secret that's neutral.com promo code secret i um god i don't even know where to start i'm gonna start from the beginning i uh my first night i'm in sicily i go out to dinner and i'm sitting at this restaurant and this guy who was by himself like ends up sitting at the table right next to me so i'm eating girl Girl, when I tell you I'm fucking eating, when I tell you all I did was eat the entire time I was there, I was eating pasta every day. I was eating pizza every day, gelato, sandwiches, you name it, girl, pastries. I was eating. Okay. By the way, I lost five pounds being there and and I've eaten more there. I mean, it was, it was a hundred percent carbohydrates over there. That's what I was eating. But anywho, this guy sits next to me. And while we're like finishing up eating, he he's like, oh, hey, like he heard me talking to the waiter and he was like, are you from America? And I'm like, yeah, girl, tell me why he lives a mile away from me here in the city. What? He was super cute. Um, and we exchanged info. So that was the first freaking night. I said, OK, he was one of two people I, I met that week that spoke English. Um. But I got a lot of DMs about, oh, what are the guys like there? Are you blah, 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 girl, please. Let me explain to you what, what it's like in Italy. First of all, if a guy lays eyes on you, if an Italian guy lays eyes on you, you're his wife. Okay. That's the way it is. We were at a, um, when we were in Chefalu, my first day there, I was uh, at this restaurant and I was talking to a couple of the waitresses, like as I was leaving they were just like, Oh, where are you from? Whatever. And I was just like chatting with them. And, uh, what is that noise? Oh, it's my dishwasher. And this guy was like, Hey, I saw you at the beach today. So I was like, Oh shit. And like, we just started talking and whatever. Like we, I I ended up bumping into this guy every single day. Right. And he was super cool. Nothing weird. He wasn't being creepy. He wasn't, 
you know, like trying anything. He was just like a really cool, nice guy. And he was gorgeous. But um, when my friend had arrived, we bumped into him and he was like, there's a party tonight. You guys should go. It's really, really fun. So we go to this party and we meet these two guys and we both kind of like weren't really interested in them because they were like, they were like, uh, they were just like a lot. Like one of them asked me, are you here studying? And I went, no, I'm like in my thirties. And he was like, you're in your thirties. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, why aren't you married? Cause that's the type of shit that they're still on that over there, over there in Europe, you know? He's like, why aren't you married? I go, what do you mean? Meanwhile, he was 31. I'm 32. He wasn't married. Okay. So he's like, well, what is it? Why don't you want to be in a relationship? I said, it's not that I don't want to be in a relationship. I'm just not looking for one right now. If I find the right person, I find them. But until then, I'm, I'm chilling. I'm having fun. Look at me. I'm fine. You know, don't worry about little old me. And he was like, that's crazy. You should be in a relationship, like blah, blah, blah. And then following me around the entire night, we were, we kept moving away from them. Every time I turned around, this guy was right behind me. Okay. And he was like, let me take you out. Let me take you out to breakfast. Let me take you out to dinner. Let me take you out for drinks, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "Eh," you know, I was like, oh, like I was being nice about it, but I just wasn't interested. And the guy who I knew that I had met at the restaurant, the week before or earlier in that week ends up showing up to the party. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, what's going on? How are you? Blah, blah, blah. And the guy who was following me around all night is like, how do you know him? Girl, what? How do you know him? I go, I, I don't know. I just like keep seeing him. Like we just like friendly. It's not, you know, like I was so confused. He's like, okay. Like, how do you know him though? Do you guys hang out? Girl, it was so fucking weird. I was like, the fact that I met this guy 20 minutes ago, I don't like him. And he's asking me all these questions. And oh, forget it. Forget it. So he was up my ass the rest of the night. And finally, me and my friend went to the bathroom. I said, girl, we got to get out of here. And we snuck out. And the next night, we're sitting outside at a restaurant having like aperitivo, whatever. You you know, I need my cured meats. (laughs) One thing about me, I'm going to have a couple cured meats on a, on a little piece of wood. Okay. And who do we see? We see the guy that was up our ass the night before walking down the street, holding hands with his girlfriend. The guy who was like, I can't believe you don't want to be in a relationship. Why wouldn't you want to be in a relationship? And I'm like, hey, there's the, there's the exact reason why. But anywho, met a lot of people. I, I actually... Um, met a guy that for the first time in my life, I was shocked. I was shocked by this man. He surprised me and I am never surprised. Okay. I've seen it all. I've done it all. I've heard it all, but I'm at a bar one night with my friend and it was so much fun. They were playing the best music. And, uh, <laughs> my friend was kind of like, uh, like hanging out with this guy. So I was just chilling, whatever. And I'm singing, I'm dancing, whatever I'm drinking, whatever. And I end up like hanging out with this, like there was a group of guys there that were from New Zealand and me and one of these guys end up like singing like this song together, like at this bar, whatever. It was like cute. And I'm asking him like, oh, what are you guys doing here? He's like, oh, we're just traveling. And we're like on a bus together. We're like traveling on this bus. I was like, oh, cool. Like whatever. He's like, we're from New Zealand. He's like, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a sheep shearer and girl the way that I never even thought about that in my life he said I'm just I'm a sheep shearer I shear sheep he's like oh I'm a sheep shearer or I shear sheep and I went really and he goes yeah it's a a demanding job not an easy job but somebody's got to do it and we, we don't have that many workers right now. So I go from New Zealand to Australia to Scotland to <laughs> the UK to London to England. And I went, wow. And he goes, yeah, it's a great job. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I share about 500 trips a day. Girl, what? 
this guy was talking to me and I said, shut the fuck up and tell me what you really do for a living because you're a freak. And then I see his Instagram. It's literally all pictures of him next to a sheep with no hair. Girl, please. I said to I said to my friend, I go, that guy is shocked me more than I've ever been shocked by a man. Never met anybody like him in 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 my entire life. And he was saying that his dad was a sheep shearer. His grandfather was a sheep shearer. It was like, a, I was just like, Jesus Christ, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Okay. Because usually you meet somebody, you meet someone in New York. Oh, I work in tech. I work in finance. Oh, okay. I'm a, I'm a creative. Okay, cool. You know, you met one, you met them all. This guy comes in doing what for a living? I don't know. I was freaked out by that. Um, I did a few embarrassing things too. I've been I've been uh, putting uh, some notes in my notebook during this because uh, I was like, I'm going to forget some stuff. Um, first of all, OK. Let's see. Oh, this is something that I feel I, I have a whole list of stuff, but I don't want to bore you guys. But something that happened that um, is a core memory now. Is. Me and my friend when we were in Chefalu went snorkeling, like you, you climb these rocks. They're like these huge rocks and like, nobody was really there. It was like a handful of people and it's kind of, kind of scary getting in, but you can go like from the rocks into the water and just like, there's so many beautiful fish. So we were like, let's go snorkeling over there. And (laughs) we're snorkeling. And you know what it is like when you're snorkeling, you're just like pretty much laying flat with just your face underwater um, and you're floating like you're kind of pedaling a little bit slowly, but you're looking. And I kept seeing these like beautiful fish and I would wave at my friend, like, come over here and look at look at the fish or whatever. Call for her to come look and whatever. (laughs) And I'm swimming and I'm like, something doesn't feel right, girl. You know, I just felt like something wasn't feeling right. And. I put my legs down underwater and I was like, my bathing suit bottoms off girl. What girl? What? So I'm like hysterical Le- girl. I'm hysterical laughing. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about how I was, snor- I was over there snorkeling for quite some time. And just my butt was, was up really above water. So imagine going to this beautiful, majestic place, this magical place, and you're looking over at this water and it's gorgeous. And you just see my fucking white ass <laughs> floating. Okay. Please, girl. Please. So I'm losing my mind and I can't. And I'm like, I'm going to drown because I can't even I can't even like muster up the words to, to call for my friend. So I'm like, Ashley. <laughs> She's like, what? Is there a fish? I go, you just got to look. Because <laughs> I couldn't even explain what was going on. I was like, I need to, to get, you know, hold on to something and get somewhere safely before I start talking to her about this. So she looks underwater. Girl, why did she see my whole ass, my whole vajayjay, everything? She said, girl, I thought I was seeing a fish. I saw your big fucking fat ass. <laughs> girl, please. Girl, please. We were his girl. I was screaming. I ruined everyone's day. I was screaming, laughing so fucking hard. Oh, God, that was so good. And there was a couple on the rocks that were looking over and they were hysterical, trying to make it not too obvious that they were hysterical laughing at me. Oh, my God. It was so funny because they must have been watching me the whole time going. How does she not feel it? I don't know. I didn't feel it. My whole body's wet. I don't know. But I felt it at one point. I said, Mm-mm-mm. but anyway, thank God I didn't lose the, the bottom. I had the bottom. Um, it was like wrapped around like my ankle. Okay. God, that was funny. And then. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, so like when I was by myself, I would like go out to eat at restaurants and when you leave, like, you know, when you're done eating, they'll give you like a little like lemoncello or like some type of something like that. Like a, uh, what do you call it? Like a digest, a digestive, right? 
And so I kept everywhere I was going. I was getting limoncello. I was drinking it, whatever. When I'm with my friend one night, we were uh, out to dinner and we became friends with this like couple that was sitting next to us. These older people that were so cool and so interesting. They were from Portugal. And um, (laughs) at the end, like, you know, we were all just chit chatting. And at the end, the uh, waiter brings over limoncello for all of us. And girl, I drink it and Ashley goes, girl, what the fuck was that? The the lady from Portugal's laughing and clapping. I'm like, what? She's like, you just took it as a shot. I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. She was like, no, you're supposed to sip it. It's not like a she's like, are you crazy? I didn't know. Meanwhile, I kept thinking about I was like, oh, my God, I'm actually mortified because all those restaurants I went to, they all gave me limoncello and I was just taking it like a shot and leaving. Girl, what? I don't know. Whatever. How am I supposed to know how to drink freaking limoncello? Sorry, I'm filling up my my little tea here. But uh, yeah, anywho, I'm gonna that that's all the stories I'll tell you for now. But it really was, it really was a great trip. And I'm I'm so uh I just feel so good and refreshed. And I, I feel like I learned a lot um while I was there just about how to, how to live life. You know, don't sweat the small stuff, girls and my other babies. Okay. AG one fall is here and you're going to need something to offset those pumpkin spice lattes, girls, make sure that you're drinking more than just iced coffee and getting the nutrition that you need with AG one. It replaces your multivitamin probiotic and more in an easy once a day drink. All you do is scoop one scoop of powder with water and drink up. Each scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients that make me feel amazing. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted an easy way to give my body the nutrition that it needs. I drink AG1 in the morning before starting work and it makes me feel ready to take on the day. I always throw a few single serving travel packs in my purse so that I have it everywhere that I go. I brought the stuff with me. I brought the the packets with me on uh, my trip because girl, it's so convenient to have all of your vitamins in one place. I mean, my, I have a cabinet that has probably 20 different vitamins in it. Okay. And I'm like, who the hell has time for all this? Cause sometimes you have to have in the, before you eat, sometimes you have to have an empty stomach. Sometimes you have to have with food. Sometimes you have to have early in the morning, the afternoon, three times a day, four times a day, put it all in one powder and I'll damn drink it. Okay. And that's what AG1 did. So if you're looking for an easy way to up your nutrition, AG1 is your answer. If you want to take ownership in your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash secret keepers. That's drinkag1.com slash secret keepers. Check it out. And okay, you guys, and we also have my tried and true. The reason why I have that, uh, that, that girly glow Okay. Oh, see, uh, friends will not have puppy pu- puppy eyes. Uh, uh puffy eyes or crow's feet. Osea is here to be your new best friend and keep you looking your best. Their bestsellers body care set is where it's at. It comes with Undaria algae body oil and body butter, anti-aging body balm and salt of the earth body scrub. It is a set valued at $78, but it's on sale right now for just 52. You guys know that I love Osea. I am a returning customer to Osea. I'm constantly on their website. I get my friends and my mom stuff for the holidays, their birthdays, all Osea stuff because I just am such, I love their products so much. I really, really do. Um, everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free and climate neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. This summer, get glowing, healthy skin with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Don't miss this rare opportunity. Try Osea's bestsellers body care set for 33% off and 10% off your first order site-wide with code SKC at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code SKC for 10% off. Anywho, let's get to some of these emails because I, I, I don't know how my, how my damn girls, how, how my crew over here survive without me. You know? Let's see. Okay, this one says, reaching out to an ex... Yes or no? Um, it says, 
Hey, Carly and the itty bitty kitty committee. Aww. I've been catching up on your potties during your Italy trip. And can I just say your ads have been cracking me up, especially the one about shitting your pants after some bad clams had me rolling girl. Keep doing you. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to tell you guys that story. Cause I got a lot of, a lot of, uh, interest in that. So I had gone out to eat one night and I was like, I had linguine and clams because, Hey, you know what I'm not doing? I'm not driving. So I had, and one of the clams, I was like, "Mm, that didn't hit the way that it should have hit. There was just something a little off about it. And I knew that, that I was going to be feeling it the next day. Okay. So the next morning I was supposed to go on this boat trip to like another Island and it was like an eight or nine hour long boat trip. But I woke up really early that morning because I wanted to go um, to the church actually and say a prayer for for one of my friends that's going through something right now. So and and oh, you're religious. I'm not religious. You guys just mind your, you, you guys just mind your freaking business. OK, what happened in that church is between me and the Lord. OK. Anywho. I wake up early, I go to this church and I'm like, let me just explore um, for a few hours before I have to go on this boat trip. I had like a couple free hours. So I was like, I'm just going to get lost and find my way back and just kind of like, you know, that's kind of fun when you're traveling as long as you're safe about it. So I'm far away from my hotel and I find this little like passageway to this little beach. It was like a tiny little strip of beach. Nobody else was there. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so peaceful. So I sit on this uh, sand and I'm like finding all this beautiful sea glass. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just such a special time. (laughs) And girl, when I tell you, it hit me like a ton of bricks. And I just, it was like, your body does, it's like, it's, it's textbook. You get the chills. Uh Uh-oh. Your mouth fills up with saliva. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. My stomach was killing me. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be so bad. I don't know really where I am. Um, I'm so far away from my hotel. And I'm on a beach. And there was, like, some climbing involved to get to and fro. Okay? So I was like, I have a few options here. I could just go on the beach Okay, and just really, you know, destroy that beach for everyone for the rest for the rest of time. Um, Or I can try my best to make it back to the hotel because no restaurants were open. Nothing was open yet. It was so early. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try my best to get back. And. Girl, when I tell you I was, I never, if somebody saw me, they definitely knew that I was clenching because I was like speed walking. I was clenching. I was dripping. Girl, my clothes were drenched in sweat and it wasn't because it was hot. Okay. I was fighting for my fucking life. So I almost had an accident, but I made it. Anywho, I was drunk when I was doing those ads and I, and I thought that would be an important thing to share with my girls. Anywho, onward. She says, I wrote in a while ago about reaching out to an ex that I had been hung up on for the last two years. And boy, do I have an update for you. So about a month ago, I finally got the courage to reach out. I thought about what I should say for way too long, but ended up doing something simple and just saying, hey, I know it's been a while, but I wanted to reach out and say, hi, hope you're having a great summer and that you're doing well. Hoping that it would open the door for a conversation. He replied pretty quickly saying, hey, thanks for the well wishes. I hope you're thriving. And that was it. I read that message and something inside me just clicked. Like I reach out to you after two years and all you have to say is hope you're thriving. No continuing the conversation, nothing. Okay. So I hearted his message and left it at that. Since then I have felt a weight lifted off me. I don't think about him anymore. And I can confidently say it was the best decision I made to reach out after all this time. It proved to me that we aren't in the same place anymore. And that's really all the validation that I needed. And all that from one bland text message. I know. But the story doesn't end there. Cut to last week. I was on a European vacation posting about all the delicious foods and seeing the sights on my Instagram story and just generally enjoying life to the max over there. You get it. Bongiorno. Oh, hell yeah. Bongiorno. You know it. I know that's right. Bongiorno. 
when all of a sudden I get a message from, you guessed it, my ex. Suddenly he wants to talk to me when I'm in another country and you'll never guess what the message was about. (laughs) Carly, this man was reaching out to me to talk to me about his recent breakup. Stop. I have to take a sip of my, my water over here now because that pissed me off. I absolutely lo- I love how delusional. She says, men have such audacity. Like, where does it come from? At first I thought, oh, maybe he hadn't seen my post. I think he muted me more than a year ago. I noticed he stopped watching my story a long time ago. But when I went to see if he had viewed my current story, he watched it all the way through. And I was posting a lot, like 15 posts to my story. So not only did he reach out to me to talk about his failed relationship, he did it knowing full well that I was on vacation, enjoying myself with my friends. Ew, girl, ew. Anyway, just a lesson to the girlies. If you're hung up on someone, don't worry. They will give you the ick themselves when you finally reach in, uh, give in and reach out. Uh, it's only a matter of time. I'm glad this all happened because I truly am over him. I've never felt this way before. And I'm finally ready to be single and mingle after two and a half years of healing. Thank you for being here with me through it. And thanks for the advice. Love you lots. And then she gives a, ooh, a, a vacation fuck, Mary kill, which we love to see that. I love to see my girlies thriving over there in Europe, you know? Anywho. I love that. You want to know what? It's so true. I think uh, when we go through breakups with people, we we have a tendency to romanticize them and and just think of like, sometimes you hit this place where you're like, oh, was he really that bad? Maybe it was me because, you know, the whole time you're going through a breakup, a guy's like, you're crazy. You're the craziest woman in the world. And you're like, wait a minute, why? But then you start to believe them. But we end up eventually when you take the uh, romance out of it and the, and the buildup that you've, by the way, built up in your, in your own head, you go, Oh no, this really wasn't my person. And and that's okay. This one says I suck. Okay. I'll be the judge of that. Oh, by the way, before I get into this, whichever one of you wrote me that fake email, show yourself, show your damn face. Because it was so funny and it definitely wasn't real. But whichever one of you fuckers is playing a joke on me, I swear to God, I'll show up at your damn house. Okay. It was really, really funny, though. Um, you almost had me there for a second, but there were a few things that I went, Mm-mm, this isn't what it, this isn't this isn't the thing they were writing in as like an older woman, please. It was really funny, though. So so email me anywho this one says i suck hey bestie i hate myself for everything i'm about to say i got myself a boyfriend nine months ago i took all of your advice and dated two million guys eventually i found someone who vomits and cries whenever he sees me he's an amazing boyfriend and great guy all around i'm really lucky anywho me and my ex broke up a little over a year ago i was heartbroken and mad like really really mad i think he was the love of my life i believe in those For some reason, recently, I've been thinking about him a lot and I really miss him. It feels like my heart is broken again. All of my feelings, good and bad, have come back. It's so weird. My life is perfect right now. So I try and get those thoughts out of my head, but they just keep happening. I really love my current boyfriend so much and we're so happy together. Am I horrible? I got closure with my ex. So it's not even that. Is this normal? Make it stop. Ciao. Um. Okay. Wait a second. I'm crunching some numbers over here. So you got a boyfriend nine months ago. You broke up with your ex a little over a year ago. Okay. And I'm crunching some numbers over here and you know, I'm not a math girl, but my question is, did you give yourself, listen, if you go from one relationship to the next and you like really meet like a great person and you're like healed from the last relationship you were in, I think it's totally fine. It doesn't matter. There's no time limit. And I really do believe that if you meet the right person, none of the circumstances matter because you make it work. Right. But I'm wondering if you gave yourself enough time to really heal from your last relationship. Maybe that's why it's like lingering for you because you were really only single for, for a few months. Right. And everybody's different. I don't know. You know, I've been in relationships where it takes me a week to get over something because I mourned the end of the relationship while I was still in it in a way. 
but I've also been in, you know, gone through breakups where it's like, it takes me a year to get over it. I've even like been in situationships where it takes me a year to get over it. It's just like all completely different. So you're saying you were really, really angry during this breakup. Maybe during that time when you were dating a bunch of guys, you were kind of distracting yourself from what was going on inside. Um, maybe that's it. And in that case, I think you might be the classic, what we were just talking about, you know, you're romanticizing your ex. I think you need to remind yourself of why it didn't work out between you two and, um, and kind of go from there. And if you feel, you know, you know, it's, I, I don't want you to ruin your current relationship with this amazing guy because of these types of feelings. But if you feel like he's not the one for you, then there's your answer. Uh, but you don't suck. These things are normal. And these things happen sometimes when we, when we jump the gun a little bit. Let's see. Oh, we got an FMK email that we get that we'll uh, get to later. Okay. This one says, is he a serial killer? Uh-oh. Hold on. I got to copy and paste. Cause sometimes when you guys add attachments, they're like size 5,000. So I have to uh, copy and paste this into my notepad. <laughs> okay. Hey, Carly and the kittens. I've got to tell you something that happened with this hinge guy this past weekend. I've been re-entering the dating pool the past few months, um, mostly going on dates with guys from dating apps. I grabbed drinks with a guy a couple weeks ago and it went well, but I wasn't obsessed. Let's call this guy toots. Uh, this past weekend, we were both out and about and he came to meet up with my friends and I. Major props to Tuts because he joined a group of five girls and we all had a great time. First of all, I hate that he did that. I I'm sorry, but I hate that he did that. I don't even know if we like this guy or not, but like, just I hate that. I'm out with my friends. Fuck off. You know, take me on a date. Anywho. Well, things took a turn a couple of hours in. He must have been sneaking shots on his own or has an incredibly low alcohol tolerance because he was absolutely wasted out of nowhere. He kept trying to kiss me at the bar in front of my friends. I physically dodged every single one of them. I was like, all right, looks like it's time to head out. So my friends and I Ubered home and he went on his merry way. The screenshots below are texts that I received after leaving. Reminder that this was our second time hanging out. Please read and then share your thoughts. Is he a stage five? psycho serial killer clinger or did he actually just get too drunk and we need to give him another chance i really don't think i can look past it but maybe you have a different opinion also please note that my name isn't lauren oh god did he call you the wrong <sighs> hold on let me let me get to the text okay oh god Okay. So he texts her. I miss you, Lauren. Okay. First of all, her name's not Lauren. As, as we know, I'm sad that you went to bed. Did you make it home? Did you make it home? Okay. Did you make it home? Or am I a loser? Jesus Christ. She says, yeah, I made it home. Good night. I just got mom. Oh, first of all, everything's spelled wrong. I just got home around. All right. What? Come over. Please come over and stay over. Are you home safe? Why aren't we cuddling? I hope you made it home safe. Sorry, I look so desperate. You are so awesome. I hope I don't ruin it. Oh, girl, my stomach just started like. Ugh. The way he texted her 400 times. And then he texts and says, I'm so sorry for my texts and calls. I got a little too excited. I had a great time last night. Obviously, haha, -ha. playing catch up was achieved. I feel like death today. How are you feeling? She said, you got very excited both at the bar and after the bar. He said, I'm really sorry. I nervous drank way too much. I'm embarrassed. I hope you can forgive me. How's your Sunday going? Ugh. You know, I think, girl, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But he texted her so many times and, and I would find this so annoying. Listen, I... Sometimes you're dating someone, you know, they get too drunk and they start texting you crazy shit and it's whatever, but, and same vice versa. Like I've of course done that too. Um, 
Jesus Christ, when I was in Italy one night, a guy touched my shoulder and I bit him. You know, you never really know what's going to happen when you drink. So I'm not judging him for getting drunk. But um, and yes, that did happen. And yes, he did. He reached out the next day and said, hey, remember when you bit me and it broke the skin? I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but I remember. Anywho, I think that these things honestly are dependent on how much you like the person. If you were crazy about this guy, you would be like, oh my God, how funny, haha. Like he's so cute for this, right? Even though it's so cringe and embarrassing, like we make exceptions for, for people that we really like because we're fucking crazy. So I think the way that you're viewing this, which is also the way that I'm viewing this, I think it's so embarrassing, um, is just a testament to how much you like him. And I, I just don't think you like him that much, you know? If you feel inclined to give him another chance, I don't see the harm in it, but I just, girl, I got the ick reading that. Please. Please. Ugh. Okay. This one says, life transition woes and a fuck, Mary kill. Carly, hi. I've been listening to you for over a year and I get so excited for my Monday morning walks knowing that I'm going to listen to my fave girl. Oh, thank you so much. I caught myself saying, well, I'm not driving to my boyfriend's group of friends um, last night after being asked if I wanted a burger. I love confusing cisgendered men. (laughs) Hold on. I have to call. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I can't even laugh anymore without. Without coughing. Jesus. So thank you. I love being a part of this Secret Keepers Club community. Oh, thank you so much. Straight to business. I need advice on some life transitions and uncertainties. Basically, I moved to a smaller city for graduate school and started dating to meet people in the new city. And I messed up and had someone actually fall in love with me. Cut to me being in my most serious relationship with a guy who's made it very clear that he wants to marry me and lock it down. In parentheses, photos attached. That's my girl. Photos attached. I don't even have to ask. See, Leading, leading by example. I love him so much, but I'm feeling very critical of him lately as I want a partnership where both people inspire each other to be adventurous and ambitious. I just graduated and wanted to move to a bigger city soon. He doesn't want to live in a big city. He's been very content being in a small town and I'm starting to resent him about it and generally feel bored with where I am in my life. I'm someone who loves a plan, but I'm not sure where to move to, which gives me anxiety. Not having a job lined up yet and living with my boyfriend to save money makes it especially challenging to figure my life out. I want to be in a bigger city and make new friends, but I feel overly domestic and uninspired in my life right now. I don't know if I'm being overly critical about my relationship or if my inner gut is telling me that maybe this isn't my person. Um, Any advice for somebody who feels stuck professionally, geographically, and romantically? Um, I think this is something that's just like so common. I think we always come to this like crossroads at some point in life, whether it's when you graduate high school, when you graduate college, when you find a job that you thought was your dream job and you just aren't feeling fulfilled there, or you moved somewhere that you don't really love. There's always this crossroads where you're like, I can either go left or right. Left is to stay where I am or right is to do something different. And based on what you're saying in this email, I really do feel like I really do feel like you want to try something else. And if it were me, like I never want to say like if it doesn't work out for like I think you can still try with your relationship that you currently are in. Maybe you can try and live somewhere else and maybe, you know, he can compromise that and try that out for you. If, if you really love somebody and you really want to marry them, if you really want to be together and they have this idea, I, I would go with it. I would run with it if it were me. Cause it's like, Hey, I love you. I'll do whatever, you know, I understand that's a huge, uh, compromise for him to make, but maybe you'll really like it. And maybe he's just afraid of the unknown as well. But I think the question here is really like, is this more about the relationship than it is about moving? Because Jesus Christ, it keeps sounding like I'm about to start crying, but it's really not. I just have like a shaky throat because I think it's really exciting to explore and try new things and 
and maybe to move to a different city is like something your gut is telling you that you want. So I think you should go do it. Um, and if you hate it, you could go back home. You can go back to wherever you want. You can, it's nothing is permanent in that way. Um, maybe you guys can come to a compromise if you decide like, okay, why don't we live somewhere else for, for two years and see how we like it, you know? Um, but is this about your relationship? Is this about maybe, cause I've been there so many times where you're like, you meet this great guy. He's obsessed. You're, you guys love each other. Um, he wants to marry you. He sees a future with you, but there's just this thing that's really hard to accept because he never did anything wrong and he's perfect and amazing, right? There's just this thing in your gut that goes, I don't know if he's the one. And I think sometimes it takes a while to really explore that. So I think that's the answer to your question. You know, if you can find the answer to that, I think the, the answer to this question is a lot easier. But I'm always going to tell you guys to follow your heart and, and follow your gut. If you feel like you want to move, go move. Okay. And if somebody really, I, I don't know, maybe I'm making it sound easier than it actually is. Cause I know that moving, picking up and moving is not easy, but please keep me posted on that. Okay. This one says losing a friend over sunscreen. Hey girly, I am in the most bizarre fight with my friend and I just need another perspective. This girl is a pretty crunchy granola girl. If you know what I mean? She's all into natural homeo, homeopathy, homeopathy, homeopathy. Why did I say it? Irish, uh, woo woo, etc. Her latest thing is my sunscreen. This has been ongoing since we took a trip to the beach this summer. She checked the labels on everyone's sunscreen, deeming them harmful to the environment or not. Well, she was not happy with mine. Her argument is that it's killing the coral reefs. And I need to use an extra all natural kind with all these specific chemicals. Now I'm a fair skinned Irish Eastern European girly who burns. If I even think about the sun, I've tried the mineral kind and it doesn't work for shit. And I frankly don't want to be smeared in white goo all day. I literally swim in the ocean, maybe one or two times per year. So I can't see how my sunscreen specifically is killing all the coral. I kind of, uh, the kind I use daily on my face is quote unquote fine in her book. It's just the one that I use for the few outdoor days I have over the summer. Thoughts, is my friend cuckoo bananas or am I being an asshole? Side note, I recycle, I don't litter, I bring bugs outside instead of killing them. And I generally consider myself a not a danger to the environment. Girl, you're not an asshole. Um, I think one of the most frustrating things to me, and I, and I don't know if I'm gonna word this properly, but it's like when people have their own views on something, and that's first of all, becomes like the number one thing of, of their personality and they have to fucking kill the vibe with it constantly. I can't, I, I can't handle it. It bothers me so much. Like, listen, I have a bunch of friends that are vegan and it doesn't even ever dawn on me because they're just so like, this is my choice. This is what I want. I'm not gonna try and like get people to be vegan or tell them that what they're doing is wrong and blah, blah, blah. It's just like, who the fuck are you to judge people? You know? It's one thing if you're if you're throwing plastic bottles into the ocean or whatever, not recycling or whatever, not doing your part in that way. But it's like these people who are like environmentalists and like I'm just going to like use the vegan thing as a as a specific one. Right. Where, yes, you can be vegan, but like there's really no such thing as being 100 percent vegan unless you're growing everything you eat in your own house, in your own backyard. Like there there's no way. And like the judgment is so unnecessary. It makes you like want to eat more meat, right? It makes you want to eat more meat. If someone's vegan and is, and is judging me, I'm like, cool. I'm gonna have some tartare, not even cooked. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing as it because it's like all of the soy that you eat, all of the tofu, soy milk, whatever. There was such like a, um, like, uptick in in soy products being produced that they destroyed a good amount of the Amazon rainforest to make more soy products to grow more soybeans. So it's like what about the entire ecosystem that was destroyed to make the fucking tofu? There's no such thing as being 100%. 
And I think that's a part of it. You have to accept, okay, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I'm going to do certain things that aren't hundred percent, but what can you do? I'm trying my best. Anywho, I would tell her to shove it up her fucking ass. And you guys know I care about bugs too. And I care about the environment and I recycle and I try and do all the right things. But it's like, I bet you if you followed her around and saw every single thing she was doing during the day, you can find a million things that she's doing wrong. Nothing's perfect. You got to accept it. I just don't like preachers. I don't like people who preach. Let me take a sip of my water. And I'm sorry. And I know I'm going to, I hope I didn't offend the vegans because I really do. I, I have a lot of vegan friends. Okay. And, and nothing bothers me. And I, and it doesn't even ever like cross my mind that they're vegan. Cause they're not fucking crazy about it. You know, anywho, saws about it, saws about it. Okay. This one says mom FOMO. Hi, Carly and the princes of Carly's heart. I'm a mom of a toddler and pregnant with my second. Oh, congrats. I have a good life with my family and my cute husband and everything is great. Many of my friends are not in their mom era, which I never thought was a thing until I found out that I'm having a second kid. I have friends that are all in their engaged era and I've been there, done that. And I love that for them because they really found great partners. So my question for you is how to deal with a friend of mine who makes me feel as if she's purposefully making me jealous because I'll be missing out on a friend of ours bridal shower and bachelorette because I'm due pretty soon. She put the bride, another friend of ours, and myself in an IG group chat and is talking about all the bride celebrations, which she knows I won't be there for. She told me the other day that she will FaceTime me during the bridal shower, and I specifically told her not to because I'm pregnant and I'm going to be jealous that I'm missing out. But it's not a jealous, like, I'm upset. I just know I'm the only friend out of our group that is experiencing missing out on these events because I'm the first one to be married and to have kids. I'm happy for my friend who is getting married, but we aren't super close to where I need to be FaceTimed. And then she continued to send videos of the girls celebrating bride's bachelorette videos in a friend group chat asking um, the bride if she wants to wear wigs, etc. I know me having FOMO is a me thing, but... This is something that I would just never do. I'm super self-aware. And even if my friend didn't tell me that she had FOMO, I would just know that it's not cool to do that because I wouldn't want anyone to ever feel left out. Again, I'm okay with missing out because I've missed out on a mutual besties events before and I'm just simply okay with it. She's a very good friend of mine is always there to listen and shows up at my baby showers and my son's birthday celebrations, etc. She's a great friend, but this uh, she keeps doing. I'm unsure if it's intentional after I told her that I had FOMO as a pregnant friend. Am I looking too hard into this? Should I approach this even? I just don't understand the thought process behind it. Anyway, I appreciate everything you do for the girls. Kiss right on the lips. Um, oh, and then she says a picture of my cute family. Let me see. Oh, girl, it's not added in the email. There's no picture of your cute family in this email. So I have FOMO. Um, Here's the thing. I kind of just feel like this might be, and listen, I don't know your friend's personality. And I think if I knew a little bit more about her personality, maybe I can decipher this a little bit better, but it kind of seems like the fact that you kind of put a boundary there and said, please don't do that. Like, I'm going to feel upset that I'm missing out. She should kind of already assume that and know that. But the fact that you put the boundary there and she's continuously doing it, I would definitely feel like it was intentional. Like it kind of feels contrived and maybe she's feeling a certain type of way about where she is in her life. I don't know her, you know, wants or dreams or, you know, what her life looks like if she's married, has kids, if she wants to be, but maybe she has a little bit of, you know, jealousy towards you. And she's kind of like, haha, you could be out having fun with us, but you know, you're pregnant kind of thing. Um, either way, would I let it really bother me? No, I just think sometimes, listen, if you feel it's intentional, I really wouldn't even let it bother me because it's like, you just got to feel bad for people. Some people are just, they, they do certain things, um, kind of in a slick way where they, where they, 
can't even really be confronted about it because if you were to confront them about it, they're like, what are you talking about? That never, that's not what happened. Like you're crazy, but they do it like that on purpose so that they won't have to take accountability for what they've, what they're doing. Um, but that's just something that, and, and I, and I would almost guarantee if she is a person that is intentionally doing this, she would love for you to say something to her about it. So I wouldn't even bother. She would love to be like, oh my God, she reached out and asked me, you know, if I was doing this on purpose and I would never do that and blah, blah, blah. It's like, girl, well, it seems like you kind of fucking are. But if you feel like you need to get it off your chest, go ahead and say something. But I would just let her, I would just let her, you know, go through whatever the fuck she's going through, you know? Anywho, you guys. Um, let's do these fuck Mary kills. Where did I put? Where did I put it? Oh my God. Okay. We'll do the vacation one. Amsterdam, Berlin, and London. Ooh. Okay. I really, I've never been to Amsterdam and Berlin. I really, really want to go to both of those places, but especially Berlin. Um, that's definitely on my list, but you guys know, I love London. So I think I'm going to marry London because that's the only one that I know, right? Because I've been there a handful of times before. So I'm going to marry London. I'm going to kill. God, I don't really want to kill Amsterdam, but I'm going to kill Amsterdam because I just want to I want to go to Berlin. So I'm fucking Berlin. I'm killing Amsterdam and marrying London. I think that's the only way. But maybe if I went to those other places, my my mind would be made up in a different way. But anywho, I love you guys. Thank you so much for your patience. I know that we didn't have an epi last week. That's all my bad. And send in emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye.